You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And tonight we have Preacher. This is the third episode, 203. Damsels. Damsels. Yeah. Uh, I just want to get straight away. Well, first we got to say, unfortunately, Cash is not with us tonight. Fourth uh, of July, we decided to get together and record, but he had this uh, alternate arrangement. But um, So it would just be Jake and I tonight. But just get to it. Uh, what do you think tonight? Uh, I mean, good episode. Just a totally different pace of an episode. Setup episode. To me, it was like we're setting up all the new characters. All the new, you know, your new angle for where the show's going to me. It was just completely set up to me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a lot of, um, I guess you'd call it fluff in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, starts so heavy that you're like, oh my God, what is this episode going to give you in the you know, know it, anyway, um, I'll be honest with you. I had a hard time looking at Eugene and realizing that was Eugene. You know, I had to like do a double look, double take, you know, a couple times saying like, is that, is that him? You know, cause I, I'm extremely curious. All right. There's a Netflix show called 13 reasons why. Have mm-hmm. you heard anything about this? Yeah. It's a show about suicide. Is it not? Right. It, you know, it's, it's very polar show polarizing. You know, there's people that are like, it's glorifying suicide and, you know, is bad for kids to see. And then the other people are like, this is exactly how kids should learn and understand suicide and understand, you know, the consequences of your actions and blah, blah, blah. Right. 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 That show was super polarizing. I am super curious if there's going to be some articles. I know there will be about this opening scene. Um, for multiple reasons. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to see a suicide scene, basically. Which, don't get me wrong, you know, technically it's not a suicide scene because neither one of them are dead. Uh, they're both attempted suicides. Uh, yes. Um, so you can say that, but, you know, that's splitting hairs. But it's one thing that, like I was going to say, just see it one time and get that shock and all. It's another to watch it 27 times in a row. Oh, and then a freeze frame at the very end of it where yeah. it's, just, it's splashing against the camera. Yes. Um, no, but my thing is, they did a strange thing. They made the girl character not a good person. She's not. No. I mean, she was, you know, talking about the girl that was cheating with... She's a five. She's a five. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, you know, just... And then as soon as Eugene's like, maybe, she's like, ew. You know what I mean? <laughs> Disgusted by that idea. Yeah. Um, so she's like a user and, you know, uh, completely fake. I mean, <laughs> I just, all, yeah. I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, I mean, I work with high school students and I can tell you that, you know, I know a few students like this and it's, everything is about what they, people see and judge of them, not what they value. And oh, no, no. It's what they judge and how they'll be judged. That's it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yes. <laughs> um, but they care more about what people will say or think of them than anything else. You know, insecurity yeah. is through the roof. Um, but I I think we all kind of called it that as soon as I saw him ride up on the bike without a hole in his face, that he it was definitely the fact that he was reliving this day constantly. Yeah, we were getting the Saint of Killers, Cowboys, of you know, the repeating action. Um, which, it, it feels like the Saint of Killers is in a little bit different scenario. Yeah, I mean, because the difference is is that we, we 
felt like we were with him the whole time. When we were watching this, you felt like you were watching a video. You know, like they had the, you know, the, the freeze frames and the it's like start re- over. Re- like rewind. The, like the film's being reset to start over. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah. it was a completely different characteristic of the situation. Yeah. I, I think the Santa Killers is legitimately Groundhog Daying his worst day. Exactly. I feel like we realize with Arseface or Eugene, he is basically in a virtual reality having to watch his worst day every day. Oh, constantly. Right. right. Um, like, I, like listeners, I told y'all, I went ahead and purchased the uh, first couple graphic novels just to kind of get a comparison for the show. And I, I don't like to feed information of where I think the show's going, but I do like to compare and contrast what's happened. And we were talking about Saints of Killers, um, or Saint of Killers, and everything and you know in the comic book they make the you know they show him uh, an angel waking him from a tomb like a, you know like digging out of a you know opening a box you know and in the process the the <laughs> the angel who opens the box to release him uh gets blown away you know and you know so completely different situation here whereas the other one is they drop into his nightmare or his repeating day, one gets killed, and then you so on. So uh, it's completely kind of different how they went about it. Um, but that just goes shows credence what we we're just talking about. They dropped into his nightmare, where to me it's like you just drop into the cell where he's watching his nightmare. Yeah, a completely different comparison. So, um, I, I, don't, I think you had to do this because if you dropped him into his nightmare, then his face you couldn't have his face. Oh, no. No, it makes total sense what they did. Right. And they did an amazing job of it. I got to be honest. I'm a huge gore fan and stuff like that. I love that type of stuff. Her head wound was super awesome. Well, it looked super legit. Sick. Yeah, yeah, it looked legit. You know, that's the and, whole deal. And Eugene saying, yeah. it's not as bad as me yeah. think. Hey, it's stuffing it back in. back in there. <laughs> I was like, oh. it was, yeah, man, it was yeah. gruesome. Uh, I was actually surprised they didn't show Eugene's. Because it's a little bit harder to understand how Eugene survived. Well, here's the other thing with that. I do. That's one thing I do not like how they showed his demise, or rather, yet here's the thing: they didn't show the gun go off. I completely understand that, but the reality of it is, is from where he put that gun on the ground to shoot up. I just don't see how it's possible for him to just blow his only his mouth away, and his. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, here's the deal. I I have met a real life person. Uh, He is a karate instructor, and this was many, many moons ago. And he tried to commit suicide, and he put a shotgun under his chin. Well, the difference was is that he was leaning his head back because he pushed the shotgun up. Yeah. And it blew part of his jaw away and his mouth and his nose, and he lost sight in one eye and everything like that. And he had reconstructive surgery, and he doesn't look like arse face by any means. Don't get no. me wrong. But, like, um, that that right there. In this shot, it shows him looking down into the barrel. It cuts black, and then you hear it go off. At that rate, the back of his head is a canoe. I mean, they're, they're, you well, just can't do it that way. He does look down the barrel and then move his head. So it would have hit him in the mouth. Right. I realize that. And fine. I, I don't need 1,000% realism, but what happened to old girl's head if that would have same 
round was fired into our spaces mouth i don't know what the Can back it, of his head would look like it wouldn't be any yeah <laughs> that's just the whole deal and uh, it would definitely sever like the brain stem and oh, he would have been dead on the ground spine and everything i mean it would have been bad so whatever i know a i just wicked I mean, no, scene. Stickler for detail and i just think that was the one thing that was a little off on that you know um if but, they if they would have made it clear that it was like birdshot you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. The bottom line is, all you had to do was him look at it, and then him stand up and think about it, and then cut black and the gun go off. Then it looks like he's raised his head up where the angle would be appropriate to blow only his face part off. Maybe. To me. You know what I mean? That That's where I'm at. But, um, but you, you could say this. You could say he pulled a trigger and it didn't go off. For all you know, it was a bad round. So maybe it only it was a partial you yeah, know, it, it may have maybe just maybe it was a dud, but just barely it could have a little bit, you know, blown the end of the barrel off, even. Yeah, I mean, it, there could have been a there could have been another thing is is that you know, there I have had misfires where it discharges, but it doesn't really, it's not even a fourth of the power because there was a bad situation in the in the round, which obviously there was a problem with the round when exactly. it clicked and didn't go off yet. So that's the only thing that helps is plausibility, but I'm not going to beat this scene to death. We've been yeah, talking about let's 20 move minutes. on. Um, so anyway. You realize they cut away, and you see this is a movie thing, and they go, "Hey, this is hell in giant letters." And the thing comes off, and this, you know, you know, larger woman comes in with her uniform on, and you know, stay here. Like I don't know where he's going. You know, <laughs> opens the door, and and then it cuts away. Um, just to close out this whole part, you know, we come back later to the episode, and you see him, and he decides to go outside into this hallway. And he starts talking, you know. Well, he just says hello. Yeah. And you see it's a never-ending hallway, it would appear. Correct. And you see the flashes of other people's movies playing in their cells. And you hear the screaming and the crying. And and then, of course, we get a nice German, hello. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, oh, here we go. We get the, the Hitler knockoff walks out. Hitler walks out. Um, in which, you know, this is going to be evidently, a, you know, a primary character because as soon as this happens, we, you know, we basically kind of get into the new intro of the show, um, shortly hereafter. And this is where they do, what is this? This is basically New Orleans, Bourbon Street, all that stuff. This is where they're giving us the new intro to it, which I've always enjoyed their intro. I really love the, you know, the flash and the flare and everything. Um, but they also decide to introduce the, the characters a unique way. Um, you know, they kind of give you a montage where you get the name and then a flash of what the person is in a new artistic form. And just like Ian Coletta, you know, who's our space, you, you see his and it's the, it's the projector. projector thing in the top of his cell. And then you get, um, Pip Torrens. Um, this is the, uh, the new guy later in the episode you see, uh, who, um, he has the, he's the nipple ring chain going on and he's the star eye, you know, the scars on his eye with the white eye. You know, he was the, in the all white suit. Yeah. Okay. So that's who that guy What's is. What's his name? Kerr? Oh, yeah. air. Hair something. Yeah. It's K. I've got it written down somewhere. Um, hold on. I can tell you, uh, Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. All white guy. Yeah. Uh, it's no. It's it's hair K star. Yeah. Uh, her K star. Um, so anyway, and then you get the a picture of a prison uniform with a number 
and that's Hitler's character. That's uh, you know that's Noah Taylor. So obviously he's going to be a prominent character in this. And then of course you get Julianne Emery, which is um, you know the singer, you know from right. the, from the dive. So um, and then of course goes to your you know your directors and creators and all that stuff. So uh, cool intro. I liked how they changed it up and shook it up a little bit. Um, and then it just dives right back into. Uh, the episode, and you get uh, Jesse Cassidy and Tulip driving down the road headed to New Orleans and have a pretty peculiar conversation, you know. Uh, this was this one didn't flow as well to me. Like, the conversation, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think they tried to interject a little humor, but some of it was just kind of like, what'd they say? I mean, honestly, I am no fan of jazz, and this is possibly the worst jazz song I've ever heard. It was pretty rough. And, you know, then like you say, they do... Try to inject some humor, like sounds like two cats having sex. Um, yeah, on a tarmac under a car, at the airport. Yeah, I mean, like under something. I'm like, okay, yeah. but you know, Cassie's in the back. He's not saying much. Yeah, well, it's like when well, it's like going to Mexico for tacos, and so then it leads to a Mexi jazz, and I was like, Mexi jazz. Where, where are we going with all this? You know, I know she's trying to get out of going to New Orleans. Yeah, uh, you know, and they've already let you into the whole, you know, Victor and you know all that stuff, and so I don't know this for all the the car scenes we've had in the past and all the interjections of you know conversations. This was one of the weakest ones we've had yet. Oh yeah, but I don't know that there was much to talk about. Right. <laughs> So they get down to NOLA, and, um, and of course, they pop the question, you know, where we start, you know, there's a, and he's like, well, there's 186 of these things, you know. <laughs> Might as well start here, you know. <laughs> and what are the odds they pick the bar? He goes, we want to see God. And he goes, all three of you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew this was going to lead something. Yeah. It was. Just terribly perverted. Um, but apparently, so they may have chosen correctly, you know. They keep th- throwing the little hints at you. They do. That the rubber dog suit, somebody's inside of that, and possibly God. <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, there's, this whole situation was very, you know, when you first you, you come out and there's a guy with a chain, you know, bouncer. Then he walks you down there and you've got another guy with you the whole way. And then you meet old grandpa. You know, it just looks like sweet, innocent, the deacon at your church, grandpa. <laughs> And he pulls up and knocks the curtain back and pulls up chew toys. And then there's this full-size guy in a rubber suit that looks like a Dalmatian and a woman holding a leash. And those were and not then, chew toys. Those were vibrators and dildos. Oh, okay. Well, they look like the, you know, the knobby ones. Like I used to have a dog. We used to have stuff like yep, that. Yeah, there's some knobby ones out there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do like the callback, all three of you? <laughs> and then Cassie gets down. All three of us. <laughs> yeah. uh, you got 1800 to watch, four grand to play with, and 12000 for doggy style. Yeah. <laughs> and Cassie starts trying to dig into his, his shorts pocket. and pulls out a wad of dirty cash. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is not what I wanted. Paying the man his money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is not what we wanted. We were looking for God, you know. Possibly... The funniest scene of the episode, though. It was pretty good. Yeah. yeah I mean, and... Because we talked about this before the podcast. There is not a lot to talk about this episode. There really isn't. I mean, we're... I mean, after we talk about this, it's a montage of Jesse going bar to bar, bar to bar. You know, there's a couple little things in there. Him smashing the drink up against the guy's face. Yeah. Um, Another clue. The girl's like... Yeah. You know, if you want to see God... Uh, 
go see the dog suit guy. You know what I mean? And of course, and Tulip wants to go back to the hotel or go to a somewhere to stay. I mean, that's all. Yeah, I mean, other than you know the, and we'll dive into a few parts of this. Let me go back to that dog for a second. Do you feel like you know you say grrr and then, you know and you know they leave, but then they 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 you know slow mo and freeze frame on him and yeah. give you a good eye you know visual of his eye. Yeah. You know, uh, I do believe there's more to that. I think we're going to get more. You know, definitely for sure. Um, but like you said, you leave. Um, they part ways. I don't feel good. I'm going back to here. Cassie goes. I'm going to go with her. Takes her to um, the French guy's house. Dennis. Dennis. Um, that's speaking English and he lets him into this enormous place, you know, I, this was a hotel. Yeah. A very old, you know, you know, it's an old like coastal mansion that has been changed into his house, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, but it's awesome. It was, it, it was, neat. you know, <laughs> I got you some M&M's. I know they're your favorite. It was a half-eaten bag with a twisted M&M's. I know you like the ones with the M&M's in them. Or the peanuts in them. I was like, wow. I thought the same thing. I was like, it's twisted. He ate half of them. I just, I yeah, I don't know where that's going. I don't either. Because he's a prominent actor. So, I mean, I really don't know. That's another introduction of a character that we're, you know, somehow he's got to have probative value in the show. So I'm very curious to see where that goes. I'm hoping it's another vampire. So I'm with you. I'm they go, they go way back. I'm like, surely they they mean like way way back. I would hope so. Yeah, I, I would hope. I hope there's more to it. Um, you know, and the, like you said, finish that storyline out. Tulip decides that she she's getting star crazy, wants to leave. She's I'm going to get smoked, which we know. You know, something off of that. She walks down there, goes into a laundromat, swaps a hundred for a five with a guy just to get coins. And in the process, there's eight hefty dudes in a phone call saying we got her. Eight heavies. Yes, there's no doubt. Um, and so, obviously, we're going to get the, the Victor storyline for the next yeah. episode, which was that's fine. And then that's kind of the kind of the end for Cassidy and Tulip in the episode, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, like I said earlier, Jesse kind of bounces from bar to bar, gets made fun of. You're an idiot. He th- you know slides a glass, hits a guy in the head, until he finally meets a bartender um, who tells him, "Hey, you need to go see the singer at this dive." And so he goes to listen to her, and, and there's this awkward bar scene, you know. And you know, this guy talking about with. The super jazz fan? Yeah, the singer. You know, yeah, like, I know, but don't forget the jazz fan. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, that's at the very end. Yeah. That's a deep cut, man. <laughs> no, that's the beginning of it. They don't... Yeah, she sings first. Uh, that's a, that's a good Oh, point. you're right. Yeah, yeah, this is a totally different bar. Totally different bar. You're right. Yeah, you're right. right. And... Um, so he's hitting on the girl, and she's like, hey, what's the capital of Florida? And he's like, oh, Tallahassee. And he goes, oh, you were so close, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he bails. So I'm sitting there, I'm scratching my head going, I taught geography, and damn it, that's Tallahassee. What the heck, you know? We lived in Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah. I'm quite positive that's the, the capital. And, uh, and so I loved her little quip of, well, he wasn't confident, you know? And- yeah, he wasn't sure. <laughs> uh, which is perfect answer. That was really good. Yeah. And so Jesse warms up to her, and she's like, well, you know, when you clean yourself off, meet me outside. And she dumps the drink <laughs> on him. <laughs> this was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and so where was he waiting? Because he wasn't outside. Or was he in the restroom cleaning up? 
I'm not sure. Because there was bars on the window so he could see out. So I'm, I don't know. It was like a screen door, I felt like. I don't know. Because, you know, he had to go through an interior door to go back out to get outside. He couldn't go right through that door. Yeah, I don't know. Through. I don't know. So anyway, you know, he gets out and she gets out in the taxi and he walks outside. And, of course, you hear the taxi and runs into this van. And we had the whole kidnap scene. Um, we got, what, four, five four, guys? Four dudes. Let me just tell you, the, the most thing that just, just blew me away, all white-on-white white suits, white ski masks, and everything yep. else, you know? And one guy that cartwheels a lot, um, cartwheel kicks constantly. Yes. He never lands a single one of them, but he does it constantly. He takes a pipe to the back. That would hurt a lot. Yes. Um, uh, no, they had that, that, you know, that whip-out nightstick, and even Jesse got hit once or twice. I, I, to me... No, the big dude... Had a lead pipe. Yeah, and I know they had and another guy had. You're right, a, a baton. Yeah, and oh my god, though when he he grabs one dude, he gets hit with it. He pulls the other guy's arm, and he takes the shot in his arm. Yeah. It's like, oh, that hurts so bad. But I, I like these fight scenes because they kind of remind me like John Wick. All right. Yes. There's no sped up camera. They're not making them where he's just some. You know, Steven Seagal type character. Well, he actually gets hit a little bit. Like, he got knocked down. He did take one hit. There were some different things. It tried to, it definitely more realistic. Well, I just prefer... Fights a lot of times are slow and monotonous like this. You know, or they're extremely fast in the end in the first five seconds. You know what I mean? Right. Most Matter of fact, most fights end... That's two guys mean. wrestling on the ground for 15 seconds and people break them up. Well, not only that, a lot of fights nowadays end with whoever gets the first good lick, the other one's done. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's the Oh, end. my God, I've never been hit before. I'm done. <laughs> please, please stop. You know, everybody thinks they're tough until they take that one in the face oh and realize God. you're laying on the ground and you don't know what day it is. And I actually like my teeth. <laughs> yeah, it's silly. But I like this type of fight. Um, did you feel like their choreographing was good? I thought there was a one or two little parts that kind of seemed like a guy was sitting there and waiting for his turn to come in to do a move. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see too much of the sitting and waiting. There was a couple times I might have seen like a a phantom punch, you know, or a phantom miss, you know I mean? Because obviously they're not punching each other in the face, but, you know, at the very end, he like swings the baton and hits the guy and he drops. You know, that was kind of, you know, you do the best you can. Right. But all I thought was pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, just of, of the fight scenes we've seen so far, this was also one that it was had the camera farthest back so you could see more of what was going on. Yeah. You know, I feel like the other fight scenes were a little bit closer and so and a lot more jump cuts. And so you didn't have that. And I don't know. I guess I just, it just fell a little off. But like you said, I still loved it. Don't get me wrong. I just, out of the comparisons to what the show has done in the past, this is probably my, you know, not one of the best. Well. Most of the fight scenes we get on this show are just unbelievable. Yeah. Just insanity that we've well, never seen before. Nothing, nothing ever compares to the, you know, the motel fight. With the, the hotel scene is just... <laughs> I need to go back and watch it like every day. <laughs> I, on repeat. It's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so there's no doubt. So he beats the crap all of them and the singer's like, how'd you get him to stop? Well, I told him to. The collar. <laughs> the collar has a... Has an effect. Effect spiritual. on people. Uh, so she comes in. All right, I don't know about you, but I knew this was a wig from the get go. Did you see? The, did you see that? Yeah, that rug she was wearing called okay. the hair paste. The, the hair wasn't great, and I thought it was weird that they weren't showing the baby. 
Uh, very much so. Okay, so I thought the, there was something going on with the baby. Like, we were looking at a three-eyed... A creature. <laughs> One-armed sloth you child. You ate part of the crib again. Do you know how expensive that shit is? They know? didn't show the babysitter's face. No. You know, there was some weirdness about this whole house situation. It was sketchy. Yeah. It, it was really sketchy. Um, you know? But, you know, I was like, whatever. You know, I'll just play that off as a weird show. Weird That's thing. the whole thing. Like it was sending, it was sending red flags, but not to the point of I was thinking what we got revealed. No, that not was, at all. You know, that was a real kind of a shock to me. Was the her in the bartender being in an all white suit, getting into the van and just chunking this fake baby over and give me a real job and no next time give me a damn dog. Yeah, oh, not a right. baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, hey. uh, Kick it up to Samson level. Yeah, Samson level. So it's a like, biblical name there. Yes, yeah, so I'm assuming this is Air, whatever yeah, his name yeah, is. Um, Kerr Star, whatever. Yeah, you know. Kerr Star. Yeah. So. No, it's, it's Hair. H E R R. I know, that's what I was saying. Yeah, hair. Hair, hair Star. And uh, we're just going to call him Star. <laughs> we'll just call him Fucked Up Eye White Guy. <laughs> All right. Check, <laughs> and uh, and so you get that reveal, which that was a that was a pleasant surprise for me. I mean, usually I can pick up on some of that stuff a little bit quicker than that, and for that to be a complete, you know, hoax, this that or so on, it's uh it's pretty darn good. Um, uh, but like I said, Jesse visits a few more places and then ends up at this one dive, and he's sitting at a table next to this, you know. Heavy set fellow with a long ZZ top beard. And he's like, man, it's a deep cut, man. It's a deep cut, you know. And I mean, just so into it. Yes, so into it. And uh, and so he makes a request, and it's that song that we, you know, we didn't really care for in the car. To the peak. And right. um, so the guy starts playing it, and when the song starts, it seemed it was, it was strong. It gets bad fast. The boy does it. I mean, like they really just need to leave the piano guy. Let's let him do his own thing. Because as soon as the other stuff came in, there, and I was like, oh. There's no way that this is a legitimately popular real song, is it? Well, the the, the album cover said 14 song, you know, that, 14 songs you've never heard of that you should love. Exactly, and um, and so I guess this is like you got to be from the area to know, you know. This is bad. Um, and so the song goes on. He's like, you know, I'm still trying to figure out what it means, and he goes, "You feel it, you feel it, you just about what you feel," and he goes. You know, it's about being. It's about the being at the end, or was it? I forget it how says the end of the world. Yeah, end of the world in quotation. Yeah. That's what I put on here. Um, and that's like, oh no, no, no! A track is eighteen carat, man. You feel it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. I was like, yeah. this track is carat. fool's gold. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, I love this guy. It was well written. He's cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I was just like. There are some characters like that out there. Right. You know? Right. There's no doubt. But I feel like he's a plant too, I feel like. I don't know. I think it was just a I think it was just somebody where he's getting little tidbits of information to help him understand what and why he's doing what he's doing. And I think that I just think it's so coincidental. That he happens to grab a CD that says 14 songs you should know, right? And then he makes a request to hear it. And there happens to be a guy there who gives him what that, what that song means. And somehow that matters. 
what are the see, that's that what are the odds that you pick up that album you make a request next to a guy who knows what it means and then it all relates to what the whole reason is you're down there yeah i don't know you know what i mean that, that that's like that's a bridge and way on out there friend you well, know uh, this whole show is a bridge <laughs> way the hell out there all right let's talk about some details all right when they they said the girl said dropped up to Samson level, and as we're guessing, this guy's star is part of the Samson level. Okay, well, his file, Jesse Custard, gets put on a stack on this guy's desk, but there is one file above it, and it has word pig, pig and only pig. Um, interesting. Yeah, and I thought maybe we had been introduced to pig or some point, but I'm pretty sure we haven't. So I don't, I don't know what that's going to lead to. Okay. All right. There was a scene in the episode in the re- where Jesse walks up to a side of a building and there's a poster and it's called Angelville. Yes. And you see him like shudder and it has like a, makes him have He goes a little- into like a trance. Exactly. So normal viewer who knows nothing about the comic book, you just look at this like, you know, this is something like it's trippy. Of course, since I've read, you know, I've read no the spoilers first. here, no spoilers. Right. Well, all I can tell you is, is that that is something from his past, and that's the reason it explains why it like showed him shake, you know, being shook up a little bit. Okay. And so that is a clue into his past. Because remember, you said, you remember how he told you in the show, he goes, "I don't hate New Orleans, I just hate the swamps around it." You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so that was an Easter egg to his past as well as Angelville was to his past and we're going to get background on that. Okay. Okay. And so that I thought that was pretty cool that they showed that and everything else. Now what they show in the comic book for Angelville versus what they showed this poster don't look like they match but I, I can see where they're going to align in a significant okay. way. Remember how we talked about in the last episode where um, when we did last pod we were talking about little Easter eggs like Alonzo's axle grease and everything like that. Of course, I find out what Alonzo's Ackles Grease is in the in the comic book is, you know, it's <coughs> it's jerk lube. Lubricant. <laughs> Lubricant, you know, uh, of the sexual nature. Uh, and I about spit up the cookies I was eating when I was reading this comic yeah, book. Yeah, that's when really I well. saw this, I was like, no. It's well done. And then there was, you know, something like Cod's Mouthwash. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. God. So <laughs> the, this comic book, man, it is, it's way out there. I'm really, really interested. So I'm going to be looking for these little brand names and different things really a lot closer to see if they sneak that. Just like the sign that says, you know, leaving Texas, you're lost dipshit. Yeah. That is one of the big art pieces of the comic book. It's where you see him leaving in a convertible, and on the sign it says, leaving Texas, you're lost, yeah. dipshit. That so, is the Texas attitude yeah. summed up in one <laughs> photograph. <laughs> yeah, and so that right there was pretty cool. So, I mean, like, it was really refreshing to be reading the graphic novel and to see that they were using these cool details and everything like that. The only thing I can say is really different is, like, the arse face of the show and the arse face of the comic book the comic book is much worse, <laughs> much worse. You know, um, it would require some major, major shifting and sh- shaping of a face to make it look like what the comic book had. So, um, but like you said, uh, th- I think they do a good job of what Eugene looks like. And, um, you know, Oh yeah. It's still hard to look at. <laughs> yes. And when he speaks, it's ugh, so gross. <laughs> but I mean, like we said, we're, we're, we even drug out, what there was to talk about in this episode. Oh, we bit. did. Yeah, we, we we focused on details instead of what the episode was about, really. But yeah, it doesn't give you a whole lot. So 
more or less, this is more of like, what are you looking forward to next episode? Victor, for sure. Correct. Um, I'm sure more of the white on white people. It, it, it definitely some kind of altercation between Jesse and Cassidy. Yes, and I really hope we figure out who Dennis. I hope you're right. I hope that he's another vampire. I hope there's a connection there. I really do too. I mean, he speaks French. That might seem out of place, but not New Orleans. That's tons of French down there. So, I, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, to be honest with you, how much time did they give themselves for the cowboy to make it down to New Orleans? Because he knows where he's going. You know what I mean? So how much time do we have? Because, I mean, realistically, they've been there less than 24 hours based on this episode. And but they've introduced a lot. A lot. So you don't feel like what they can do is keep this constant. Where it, where the episode ends, it like picks right up five minutes later. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I, based on the preview, I fully expect that. It has to be the same night. Same early morning, you know what I mean? Otherwise, he's showing up and he's greasing Anything you know, and everything, yeah. everybody in sight. So you got to assume that, yeah, they introduced a lot, but some of these characters, like the all-white people, they don't have to be just in New Orleans. They could be everywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, Victor's crew, eh. We found one in Vegas, you know what I'm saying? So that could be further out you know I, I have a feeling like while they're on the road you know this season they're gonna have all kinds of people chasing them you know what i'm saying oh yeah so I, but i agree with you if they take too much time from the cowboy reaching there mm. i'll call bs i will too i will too and be honest with you i don't see how they can stay in new orleans very long because to have such a highly populated area and him come in there and grease anything that moves you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just can't see him going there and be a mass murderer and cause national attention. You know? Yeah, and he's firing cannonballs. Right. So, I mean, you're going to know when he's there. Well, yeah. The other thing, you know, what's really funny to me is, is that there was not a single scene of, like, a news station talking about a massacre of state troopers or carnage on the highway or, you know what I'm saying? Or how about that there was 20 some odd people gunned down at the officiados camp at, at a motel. You know, that right there is <laughs> kind of about, surprising. It, they could have had a really nice, you know, hit you over the head, liberal, you know, oh, yeah. gun control guns, conversation. Guns kill. Yes. You yeah. know, even at the motel of gun aficionados massacre, <laughs> right. all gun related violence. Would they be alive if they did not have guns? Tell me, <laughs> Stu. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I just, what does CNN have to say about it? (laughs) That'd have been an easy way for them to just like drop in. Throw some puns in there, yeah. You know, well, just current event. Yeah. You know, um, but I would love to see just like in passing news article, nothing to even do with the state troopers or the gun aficionados. Just Monroe, Louisiana, there's a... A cowboy walked down the street and just murdered yeah, really. 15 people. You know, the Duck Dynasty guys are all blazed <laughs> to death. You know. Si didn't make it after four rounds. <laughs> you know, I just... Cy Robertson and his family. Yeah. <laughs> He's no longer happy, yeah, Duck happy. Dynasty was canceled due to the main cast member being gunned down yeah, by a cowboy just, character. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the manhunt's still active. <laughs> That's right. I just... 
you know, just be hilarious to see that. I mean, you got to remember first episode of Preacher, Tom Cruise explodes, you know, on a news ticker. You know what I mean? Things like that. That's the whole deal. That's what I'm saying. Like, they they brought that into the show to have that little comic relief in the background. Yeah. Think about the first episodes this season. The background had just as much humor and fun to watch as it did the foreground. Oh, definitely. And this episode, not so much. Almost zero. No, there wasn't much. And I I was like, gosh, this is an opportunity. So, in the next episode or two, the Cowboys either got to make an appearance or we've got to see a news station, the manhunt for the massacre in Texas. You know what I mean? (laughs) I just... Uh, yeah, I would. I would just. I would love to see that, like <laughs> him walking past the same Texas sign, you know, right. on the way after him, you know, anything like that. Absolutely, absolutely. There's no doubt. Um, what did y'all think, guys? You know, we uh, we put some stuff out there on social media. We didn't get a lot of buzz on this episode. The uh, like I said, we kind of felt like a setup episode. So there wasn't any like major revelations or any game changer information, but it was still a great episode. Uh, if y'all got an opinion or something like that, hit us up on uh, Bleed TV podcast. We're on the you know Facebook. Um, there's Zach Bleed TV where I'm you know I'm on there as a personality, um, as well as we're on Twitter. And you know, join us, friend us, whatever. Get in part of the conversation. And if you have a thought or something, you want to email us at Bleed TV podcast at Gmail. Uh, we can add it to the show. We, we'd love to do that stuff every once in a while, and we'd love to have your thoughts and comments. Or if you felt like there's something we can improve on or add, just let us know. We'd love to chat with you. But um, other than that, guys, we're just going to wait till next week for the fourth episode. Looking forward to it with the Victor introduction and uh, hopefully some move, plot movements. And <laughs> I'm sure we'll have another amazing new character. It's kind of their trend now. But other than that, I think we're just going to call tonight. But guys, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And we'll see you all next week.